Hey, this is Graham from Tokyo Police Club, and this is a sound purchase. Straight in, no faffing about today, people. So uh, today we are talking about Waves's 2010 album, King of the Beach. Woo! Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Lightweight. Lightweight. Um, <laughs> Stefan, so, yeah. Mm. How do you? Do what? Mm, Hanson. He is so hot right now. Hansel. So hot right now. Hansel. That's right. Any bits you want to go for? Any housekeeping? Anything like that before we before we get started? Or do you just want to get straight into this? No, there's always housekeeping. Always housekeeping. Always housekeeping. Lovely stuff. All right. Uh, where should we start? These episodes come out weeks after we record them. Because mm. we're that organized that we're actually... We've got a bank. So, I think it was yesterday... We debuted the Mellotron design. Mm. So when are they doing the version of Mellotron that's transformed into a Mellotron? Is it just going to be a stock image of a Mellotron? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I did ask him to incorporate like a, a Mellotron where he could, but I don't think he understood what a Mellotron was. No, instead we've got a Casio DG20. No, I, I did ask for a Kitar and then I changed my mind and went for the DG20 because I thought that's even more perfect because it is a guitar, so he is like rocking out, but it's the DG20, so it's it's like, you know, that perfect little in-joke between you and I, but mm. obviously long-term listeners will know that we have a deep affinity for the DG20. Mm. I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty proud of this one. Uh, it's pretty good. I it's think pretty good. the designs have come across on the T-shirts really, really well. Mm. I'm expecting a cease and desist from Hasbro any day now. Well, no, because it's, it's legally distinct. Somehow. That looks pretty similar to a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we might have to actually sell one first before we get the... Ah, yeah, um, that is true. I mean, no that wrong now. I was pretty proud of the, the roads, you know, where we're going, we don't need roads, and I've got a roads mouse mat here, and Jake's got one too, but it's on my kitchen table right now. It's mm. fantastic. What what quality? I mean, we don't have any of these on the store because, as my wife said, how 90s of you. <laughs> oh, no, man. Mouse mats is needed. People need them. Yeah, but who needs a mouse mat? I mean, I need a mouse mat because my mouse doesn't work on my desk. <laughs> Let us know, dear listeners. Do you need a mouse mat? I can easily put mouse mats on the store. And these mouse mats are good. I'm thinking of going back to an old school mouse with like the little ball in it that you had to take out and clean sometimes. No, don't do it. <laughs> I was expecting to get the the mouse mats that are made out of like wetsuit material, you know? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the old, oh, old, like chunky ones you could hit someone and do damage with it. These are actual proper <laughs> yeah. like mats. Anyway, so we, we've debuted the Mellotron design and I think it looks absolutely stunning on the t-shirts and actually on the mug. I really like the mug one. And if you've had a look on the store, which of course you totally have, Jake, there's a black mug you can get or a pink mug. And the pink mug, I never thought I'd ever say it, but the pink is actually my favorite out of them all. Nice. I can see that working really well with the design as well, the pink yeah, mug. exactly. So this is by far my favorite design. Now, I don't, I don't want to talk down the Rhodes design, but the Rhodes design is a bit unique, shall we say? You know, you <laughs> kind of, you really have to be a fan to want to wear that. Yeah. Whereas with the Mellotron design, that I actually, like I said, that is quite a cool shirt. My wife, who's just so not interested in any of this that we do, <laughs> actually <laughs> sat there and was like, oh, I quite like that. Maybe I could wear that. 
and I took that as the highest compliment. That is a high compliment. I, yeah. And uh, the toy line comes out soon. Um, yes. It's going to be a full-sized working Mellotron. Yes. Like, you can actually step inside him like a proper Gundam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, so the other bit of business that we have... Well, I guess no. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. I've got some some news for halfway through. Ooh, some halfway news. Halfway news. Because we don't want to bore you all right at the very beginning. Right. That's right. Waves. King of the Beach. Waves is mostly Nathan Williams and friends. That's formed in San Diego, California. Wherever the hell that is. I believe it was founded by the German settlers, and they named it San Diego. Hmm. Yes, which of course means a whale's vagina. Mm. Might watch that later. Good film. <laughs> um, so they've had a few people over the years who have mm-hmm. come and gone for various reasons, but mostly it's Nathan Williams is, is the main guy. On this particular album, he was helped out by a chap called Stephen Pope on the bass and Billy Hayes. Oh, <laughs> Billy Hayes here! <laughs> I was waiting for that. You can't not do it. You can't not do it. (laughs) Well, now there's a product that can clean even bloodstains caused by Chipotle right off your underwear. Chipotle away. He's here to, you know, drum on this album and play some keys and do a little bit of vocals on a couple of tracks. I don't I don't want to reduce him though. I don't want to reduce him to just I don't want him to Billy Hayes because his playing is actually (laughs) seriously good. Yeah. Yeah. But Billy Hayes and yeah, Stephen Pope did bass baritone guitar. And mm. synthesizers. They don't specify the synthesizers, just synthesizers. And same with the keyboards, they don't specify. So their first two albums, Waves, two Vs. Uh, I point the band is spelt with two Vs. Yes. Um, Waves, two Vs, and Waves, three Vs, their first and second album. They were pretty well received. You know, they did all right with them. They, you know, people were just like, yeah, this is, this is good stuff. This is all right. It was during the second album that Williams had, had a bit of a, well, I say a bit of a, an absolutely massive public breakdown. Basically got into a fight with their touring drummer and started insulting a, a crowd at a Spanish festival. I forget which festival it was. But yeah, he, he had a big bust up and he had, he got bottled and booed of off stage effectively because of, you know, his attitude to the crowd. And uh, apparently, unsurprisingly, he was on a lot of drugs at the time. And uh, admitted the day after that he he was an alcoholic, and all of a sudden, knowing that, as a lot of the self-loathing in this album, so I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't realise that when we listened to this like nearly ten years ago. Nah, it's not the happiest album in the world ever. No, and when you listen to the lyrics, it's uh, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I've I'd never heard of Waves before you mentioned them to me. Hmm. Album of the summer, every summer. Every summer. It's this, or uh, I Get Wet. Yeah. Oh, both, ideally. Um, yeah. I mean, if I've got time, I like first hot day of, you know, maybe late spring, so like May, maybe June, you know. Or is is this the like the midday album, and I Get Wet's the evening album? You Possibly. Know, this is like actually midday down at the beach, and then... Down at the beach, Hawaiian shirt on, I've got my unashamedly wear cargo shorts because pockets, man, pockets are good. And flip-flops. You've, you've upgraded from the, the cutoffs. Yeah. Yeah, not just in the... De- but the denim cutoffs are underneath. You know, I like to bias. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never without my denim cutoffs. No. Yeah, it's like, right, It's the weather is nice. Chair, outside, mm. ginger beer, waves. Summer is here. 
That nice. is that is the start of summer for me. It's like when you see the Coca-Cola truck advert. That's how you know Christmas is here. Except I get to choose when summer is here. So I've inadvertently started summer. Well, we we meant to do this a couple of weeks ago. So I've inadvertently started summer in December for myself. Mm. So um, it's not a good time to be out in flip-flops. It was that kind of midwinter hankering for a bit of summer, right? Funnily enough, though, we did have that hot spell like that hot weather front come over, didn't we? Mm, so it was only like 10, 11 degrees or something like that, mm. which, you know, at like six in the morning. Right, in and the December. previous week it was, yeah, it was like minus two or something crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So for the rest of the UK who's been enjoying that nice hot weather, you're welcome. <laughs> I believe what you're trying to say is, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this album, this one, they didn't go with waves, four Vs, disappointing. Mm. It was produced by a chap called Dennis Herring. Mm. I haven't really heard of, I'll be, be honest with you, but he's um, pretty big credits to him. He's worked with with Elvis Costello. Oh, yep. Modest Mouse, I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. They started out really cool and interesting and then got progressively more boring. And then, <laughs> then they employed Johnny Marr. Yeah, oh yeah, more more or less. Yeah. yeah. And the hives. He's watched the hives. Well, it is interesting to note that he was working with Modern Smells when they were good as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hated Float On when it came out because I was I just started listening to the radio when I slept. And right. every night there was like a, a countdown kind of thing. There was like a, you know, this is our current countdown. And every night when I went to sleep, it was always Float On and I was just so bored of it. I mean, I I only had their first album, I think. This is a long drive. I thought, was it called? This is a long drive for someone with no music or something like that. Right. I forget the full title. But they were very, it's like, ah, oh, this is like an artier version of the Pixies. Yeah. Like he was definitely going for that Frank Black sort of vibe of his singing. And It's actually a really good way of putting it, yeah. I've only ever heard Float On, so I was never, that, that put me off them. I mean, I've come back round to it. Mm. Ironically, because Johnny Ma was in there, I was like, well, they must be all right then. <laughs> Only then to talk about it with you and you're like, well, yeah, of course, whatever Johnny Ma turns to crap, whatever he touches. <laughs> Does the shit, yeah. yeah. The magic Mara touch. Well, it's because he, he kind of peaked at how soon is now. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty You much. know, like that was his one moment where it's like, right, you've cemented yourself in the musical lexicon forever. Yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Just, Doesn't matter what you do Johnny. from here. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, we've briefly touched on, so was it, was it me that first put on Waves? It wasn't someone like Jack. Uh, well, I think we just started Shamu, our very famous... Oh, it was a reference. It was a reference band and album, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like we just started our, as like a Nirvana tribute band kind of thing. We were just going to play a set yeah. of Nirvana songs. It wasn't really a tribute, but it was more like we're going to just, just get jam some Nirvana, Nirvana songs and stuff. Yeah. Who, doesn't enjoy, yeah. especially on drums, who doesn't enjoy Well, exactly. And uh, yours truly got to sit on the drums and I had a great time. Then you introduced me to, I think, the Dennis Wilson album. And we You're both welcome. started wigging out on that and was just like, right, we need to be in a surf rock band. Mm. I'm putting my foot down, surf rock. And you were just like, well, have you heard Waves? And it was just like, <laughs> my whole world... <laughs> Like expanded, my brain exploded. But then I need to mention this up front, Jake, because I'm a bit embarrassed. Mm. And again, this comes down to, you know, Stefan being that snarky git. But it was that thing of like, I listened to that this album a lot 
in that first year and then mm. just put it away and then never came back to it. And slowly all of those songs disappeared out of my brain and all that was left was King of the Beach. And over the years, it's just got to that point of like, oh, Waves, they were great. King of the Beach is a fantastic song, but what a waste of an album. And I don't know how I came to that opinion. Because <laughs> the album is brilliant. And then you suggest this and I was just like, oh, well, of course Jake's going to suggest this one. He loves this album. <sighs> but it's only got one song. Needless to say, I put it on to start taking my notes and it was like meeting up with long lost friends. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, oh my God, I remember this song. And it just, and I wound up buying the vinyl. Um, Spoiler alert. (laughs) Because I was like, this is an amazing album. But I do want to point out as well, and I'm not sure who's to blame here, but I bought the album in early December, Mm -hmm. right? And it's shipping from California. On banking. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. I bought the special edition. It comes with a little um, seven inch as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just after Christmas, I bought the Super Groove and Luke Buddha solo record mm-hmm. from New Zealand. They've already arrived, but this other one hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> and I'm like, well, to be fair, the ones that came from New Zealand had to go to California first. <laughs> they literally <laughs> went to California then down to Memphis, and then have made their way to the UK before this one from California has come over. Do you think Nathan Williams is in charge of his own shipping? <laughs> um, I didn't want to he's say probably anything. He's like, oh man, I need to probably go and ship these. He's just waiting until there's been enough sold and he'll just go down to his post office. Exactly. So apparently I've got until the 2nd of February. It's currently the 12th of January. I've got until the 2nd of February when I can expect to get it. That's the window. So early December to the 2nd of February. I mean, it's cold out in California at the moment, man. It must be, what, 24 degrees or something? They've actually got to put jumpers on. (laughs) Exactly. So it's a great album, man. Like, um, I don't want to give it away too early, but I think it was just that, one, the nostalgia of it, because this is like right when I just moved to Brighton, we'd just struck up our friendship. Mm. kind of thing. We're still working at Costa at this point. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a great album. It ranked in at number 50 on Pitchfork's top 50 of 2010. Yeah, man, that, that's still on 50 there. albums came out that year. So yeah. A little cover breakdown for you. Nice. Or cover yeah. spotlight, yeah. sorry. That was the nice. spotlight going on, yeah. I, I announce that every time because I always think no one actually understands what the spotlight is. But the cover spotlight... This is a cartoon version of Snacks, Williams's pet cat. Nice. I just like the name, and I, I know that you too are something of a of a cat naming yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I love a cat with a name. Yeah. Well, Meowzabub. Meowzabub, Chairman Meow. Chairman Meow, exactly. Captain Juggernaut I had a cat called Captain Juggernaut. <laughs> I got as a kitten. Nice. Yeah, good. Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Probably my favourite one. Oh, now, come on. What about Daryl Tibbs, man? I mean, Tibbles great cat, but Jonathan as a name for a cat. I said something about animals with people names, like like, oh, like an actual Frank. person's name. Yeah. Like Frank, yeah. I've had Smooch as a cat. I've had Buster, and now I've got Frank. It always seems to be men, though. You never see, like, an animal with a lady's name, like an actual, just a normal lady's name, like, you know, Sophie, you know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, actually. That's a, Rachel, uh, Rachel, Rachel. You know, you don't... <laughs> you know, 
No one, no one has like a ferret called um, Jennifer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they should. There should be more ferrets called Jennifer. We're all for equality here on a sound purchase. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm going to buy a ferret tomorrow and I'm going to call it Jennifer. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, here's a superset that I can definitely play to you without any sort of uh, anything to do so. So I'm here. I, it's not summer, so I don't have a crabby ginger beer. Instead, I'm here with the cool, refreshing taste of 1897, legally distinct from Cronenberg 1664. Aldi, hit me up. What up? I do remember your summer of crabbies. You're like every summer is the summer of crabbies, man. Oh, well, I know. I distinctly remember you announcing. I think my summer drink this year is going to be crabbies in like 2013. Oh, probably. Yeah. Because crabbies is refreshing, and it gets you drunk. What more do you need in the summer? <laughs> is that it? What more do you need in the summer? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just I was expecting something a little bit more wholesome. Boom, baby! That's that's all you need. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Let's crack on. Yeah. Track one. King of the Beach. This very much sets the template for our sonic palette, if you will. Mm. A jangly surf guitar, a much grittier other guitar, big old booming drums, whiny vocals, and there's also a bass. But I quite actually, I quite like the vocals. I think the vocals is what really absolutely pulled it, it, it off. 
they are whiny, but in the same way that like Tom DeLonge is whiny. You know, that's not a bad <laughs> thing. Hello there. Yeah. <laughs> the whiny vocals is sort of what makes it. Mm. But it is that kind of California Valley guy whine. Yeah. You know? Have you have you seen them clips of them playing this live? I haven't. I really hope he's kind of got like the, the Dennis Wilson thing. He just sounds really gruff. No. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, oh. Yeah. I was watching them perform this on, I think, one of the radio stations. Mm. Yeah, it just sound it just sounded really empty. It was it was a little bit disappointing. Did I have a second guitarist live? No. It was, it was no, just him. But no, it was the vocals as well. Just sounded just a little bit kind of don't have the layering and the harmonies yeah, aren't quite there. The and, yeah. Yeah. On the record, they sound amazing. Yeah. But that's, that's the, the risk you run with whiny vocals, you know? That's right. Tom DeLong's never sounded pretty good live either. No. No, he hasn't. Wasn't there a big thing about his voice changing? But do you remember when they released that other album in like 2012 and his voice was like completely different? Where he'd finally broken. So it's more like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm said, so sorry. Yeah, he still said yeah, though. <laughs> Don't waste your toy, mommy. I literally have a t-shirt where that chorus is spelt out phonetically. Oh, good. <laughs> of course you do. Um, but my first note was that this is a perfect pop song. Oh, absolutely. They have nailed yeah. the Brainiac pop song structure. You know, it's snappy and it's quick and it's got that cool, very cool use of dynamics. Mm. Especially in the in, like the intros got that like snare counting mm. and it's mm. just the snares and the jangly guitar with the big bits accentuating at the end. And the huge washy symbols. Yeah, absolutely washy symbols. This is the perfect way to describe them. Yeah. Our boy Billy. And then um I can see you stifling down the Billy nose there. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Hayes here. <laughs> yeah. I won't call Billy Hayes whiny because he's got a big, powerful voice. He does. He does. So when the verse proper actually kicks in, they kind of crank up the bite on the guitars a little bit. So it's a little bit less jangly. It gets a little bit more gritty and just kind of fills out the space a little bit more. That's probably another reason why it doesn't sound so good live is um, just little things like that, just changing the texture on the guitar slightly to, Mm. to match the verse and the chorus and things like that. Vocals, they and they double up as it goes on. So they, there's actually um, a doubled up, not even a harmony really. It's just double track that comes in like the second time through the verse. Possibly, yeah, I have to no, listen no, to no, it. No, no, there is. Trust me, oh. I, I heard it, oh. and then I went back and checked. Of course, I know. What's um, me? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've got a graph and it shows in the first bit no double track. And in oh, the I can see that now. Shows, yeah, yeah. 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 It's glad, glad. Well yeah. done, you're very well resourced today. Thank you. I don't think the pie chart was necessary, but I did produce it just in case. Yeah. The chorus really strips it back. Mm-hmm. They've done it backwards, big verse, small chorus. Lose all the symbols. Mm. The distorted guitars just gone. We don't. We don't need that. Not for our chorus. No sir. Thank you. Mm-mm. Until the end, and then it comes back into sort of like take us back into the intro. Yeah, which I think is cool. Well, you do here, but you you don't kind of often hear it, especially with uh, rock music. The whole 
quiet chorus without no. losing energy. That's the important thing. So it's yeah, absolutely. And it's a note I've got coming in later because I started to notice that a lot on the on the record. Mm. It's like anti pixies. It's that <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Like basic. It's like they sat down like, what if right? <laughs> we did it backwards. Yeah. Second chorus, the mid late kicks in after that, which is um, just some really jank sounding chords, right? It's like. I've had a beer or two and I can't quite work out this chord I want to play, so I'm just going to smash the string. I don't know, I like it. I I like how. I I don't know how to describe it. But I love it when like songs like this can get a bit otherworldy, mm. you know. Well, like that that super vibra- like the world's most vibratoed guitar, yeah. And those big distorted claps. Mm. It's like they took that Sonic song where it was ruined by having All claps, the claps that were yeah. rubbish, yeah. yeah, yeah and they're yeah. like, you know what would have made those claps great? A shitload of distortion and reverb or delay. It's fast a delay. Why not? not? Re- well, why not all of it? I did read also there's a lot of references, there's a lot of references to the Beach Boys and so on throughout this entire record with a lot of the backing vocals. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Some of those, some of the vocal work is very Beach Boys. They, um, the article I read was like directly linking it back song to song sort of thing. It was quite, quite good. I wish I'd kept it. kind of thing we should do. Um. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I won't lie, there was a few times throughout this where I did kind of stop and put on the Beach Boy Shreds video, have a chuckle and then crack on. <laughs> Dennis Wilson like clapping and stomping, yeah. So good. Yeah, so World's Most Vibrato Guitar, back into, well, it takes us into an outro. They just forgo another chord. There's like big, big outro, mm. big distorted guitars and lots, lots of King of the Beach being thrown about, you know, yep. and a big King of the Beach, but more whiny than that. Great start to the album. Really sets the tone mm-hmm. and fantastic energy and just gets me pumped for summer. It's like, well, I listen to this, like, why aren't I at the beach now? Obviously, I'm not down the beach now because it's, it's January. Oh, I've but, been down the beach a lot recently. But why aren't I at the beach right now with a beer, having a good time with friends, all by yourself. You don't need friends to have a great time. How will anyone know I'm the king, though, if I'm just there? Because you're you at know. the beach by yourself. <laughs> Everybody knows you're the king of the beach. That's true. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You know, they're playing some sports ball, maybe flying a kite, maybe kiteboarding. I don't know. Mm. So I've said this is everything I wanted Shamu just bailed to become. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. And Shamu, for those that don't know, was the giant killer whale at... SeaWorld? SeaWorld. And our logo, which we never had designed, but I've got a very clear picture in my head, and maybe it's something like LinkedIn with SpongeBob, but it was a killer whale, like a SpongeBob-esque kind of killer whale, bailing off his skateboard. Oh, it had to be a skateboard, absolutely. Uh, Maybe a surfboard, but skateboard is what I always envisioned. Exactly. So Shamu just bailed. I really hear myself in the drumming, and... What I mean by that is I clearly hear the influences that I have in the drums. Mm. And I don't know, it just it just reminds me a lot of my drumming, very loud and hard. 
but still kind of musical on, on occasion. No real finesse, just a... Well, no, 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 no. hold on now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, of course, before I discovered the master, Neil Peart. He stands alone, Jake. He does allegedly stand alone. Last night that I have, I was just about to go on a whole, like, Archer thing. I just watched the two most recent seasons of Archer. Oh, was the newest one any good? It was pretty damn good. I mean, we're back to good Archer. Oh, good. It's yeah, good. Yeah. It took them long enough. I know. But uh, obviously, Jessica Walter died, and they do a really touching tribute, and I was lying in bed just, like, sobbing Aww. because it was it was quite touching, and it was only made better once I found out that, you know, her husband, Ron Cadillac, Hmm. Yeah, they were actually married in real life too. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, yeah, so at the end, they've got archive footage of him talking as Ron Cadillac kind of thing. And it was it was nice, you know. Anyway, the last note that I have is this has got to be in the conversation for the best opening to an album in terms of like setting the scene and getting you ready. It's It's not as immediate as Black Shark. And it's not as good as Black Shuck, but it is. It's if you remove Black Shuck from the equation, then it's definitely a contender. Yeah, it's a contender for second place for sure. Track two, Super Soaker. Mm. So apparently. Nathan Williams tweeted the lyrics to this at some point, and nowhere does it mention Bill Clinton. Now, apparently, that bit that I, for years, was thinking was just, I didn't know exactly what it was. I was like, Bill Clinton in the news, Bill Clinton in the news. Who knows? You know, Bill Clinton in the news, Bill Clinton in the news. Apparently, he's just saying, it's just crew, crew, ooh, 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 crews. He's saying crews. And that's bullshit. Isn't it funny? <laughs> what your ears hear. <laughs> it is rubbish. And he needs to go back and re-record it with something about... And I'm not the only one. Like, I've looked online and loads of people like, he's definitely saying Bill Clinton there. He's saying something about Bill Clinton. Maybe it's a conspiracy. He's been told to cover it up. Bill Clinton in the nude. Yeah. I think that's... My fellow like, Americans. Makes no, <laughs> <laughs> It makes no sense, and that's kind of why I always loved it. It's like, what's he on about? <laughs> um, but no, he's just talking about cruising, which I is think boring. You've just no, you've just uncovered like a national treasure type plot. On the back of the uh, master of this record is uh, yeah, you need <laughs> to go and steal the Declaration of Independence. So right off the bat, I'm now angry about this. But okay. um, all right, also worth noting about the lyrics. There's a bit about hiding from the ocean in the bridge. Apparently, Mister Williams is um, scared of the ocean. <laughs> like, that would explain why he's king of the beach, though. He loves being at the beach and doing beachy stuff, but apparently big fear of drowning. Oh. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I read. So, Nathan, if it's not true, hit us up and we'll post a correction never. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's just a big fan of Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Sorry, I offended or a Dennis. whole bunch of people there. Or Dennis. Or Dennis. Mm. Mm. maybe he's scared of the other Dennis and the implication you know who knows why he's scared to be out on the water but he is right to the song to the song Super Secure musically 
No silly count-ins, no dicking about, straight in. Mm -hmm. Verse. Big noise. Symbols are, I'm going to steal your word here, once again, they're very washed out again, aren't they? Mm. Guitars just jangling away because surf punk. Yeah. You've got to have some jangle. And the bass is a bass. Uh, it's a very short verse. It's about 15 seconds long. Yeah. Well done. Weezer territory there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting a few of those. Yeah. Similar again. Drums drop the cymbals for the chorus. Mm. The guitars go down to uh, just one and they sort of fall back into the background. Mm. And it's almost like a distorted kind of almost radio voice thing going on with the, what I'm still going to say is him saying Bill Clinton in the nude. I've put the the chorus as uh, post-Pixies. Post-Pixies? Well, you know, like they've taken the Pixies thing and done, done the Bizarro Pixies. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think Bizarro Pixies is now my favourite way to describe I like Bizarro it. Bizarro Pixies. That is very good. Yeah. Once again, it's, it's a very short song. Mm-hmm. Bridge is all about the dynamic shifts with the full-on big guitars. Massive tremolo. Massive tremolo guitar and the synth, like that big synth and the just mucks about with that a bit and does some cool stuff. doesn't go back into a verse or a chorus it just goes into a just a really big thing of him shouting stupid kind of freak out on the guitars and the drums and everything and then and then that's it (laughs) yeah another so second song in a row we have a big rung out chord for the ending Mm. we haven't thought of any other kind of ending yet well, you know, if it works. It works. If, it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm. Yeah, the only other note that I've got is that I really like the vocalizations in the chorus. So I, I thought it was just kind of nonsense that he's singing. Mm. I, I wasn't hearing words like Bill Clinton. <laughs> but I'm not deep on conspiracies like you are, you know. I just thought like, it was even conspiracy to talk about Bill Clinton, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's a really cool melody, even though it is now bullshit. Two songs, boom. Boom, in the bag. Good thing we've got all this waffle to talk about, otherwise this would be done in about 15 minutes. i got so much waffle, mate. i got waffles <laughs> coming out of my ears. I do want to do want to point out that it's actually next week's episode, or the next episode that comes out, we talk to Steve Ashton. Yes, we've not recorded these in order. No. Because we live in 2022. We can do that. Yeah. One thing that stuck with me from his episode with us was when we started just talking wrestling halfway through for like 10 minutes. Uh, because I played the HBK theme song mm. and he was like full on doing the actions in it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, Steve. And I threw out a lot of jokes and I wasn't sure that they were going to land with him. And every single one of them kind of landed. It was brilliant. Mm. Like all these like little references and so on. But do you know, the thing that's haunted me about that ep- episode is I had uh, a super hands quote ready 
and I put it into every page of every like set of stings so that I'd use it and I didn't use it once and it was supposed to be every time they talk about drugs I was going to be the secret ingredient is crime <laughs> and not once did you manage not to once did I use it we can add it in in post no I know but that was like you know that was my ace in the hole with Steve that would have been the the defining moment alright well third song third song is uh, Idiot Oh, yeah. So it starts with um, some laughter. Some idiotic laughter. <laughs> Which is a choice, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Big wall of noise. Yeah, my first note, wall of sound. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Straight in, whining about people laughing behind his back because... He's a paranoid mess after years of drug and drink abuse and, mm. you know. Same again, chorus does the, the quiet thing where it just cuts down to no symbols and toms and... The bizarro pixies. Bizarro pixies. It is quite refreshing having that bizarro pixies thing, to be honest with you. Mm, usually so. I mean, I'm not making a joke out of it. Yeah, and, and you tend to get some of the nicer vocal melodies going on during those bits as well, right? Mm, big time. Because this one does have some great backing vocals on this one. Oh, the shala, 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 la, la. Mm. In the uh, second verse. Yeah. Well, even just that. I wrote that out phonetically and still got it wrong. Yeah. Even just that is really nice, you know. Yeah. Not the one in the album, my version. Of is course. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. That was perfectly in key. I don't know how you did that. Years and years You of didn't practice. even have your finger in your ear. You know, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, uh, you know, I don't want to. Say that I'm better than Nigel Tufnell, no, but um, well, exactly. You didn't even need to like point your other hand in the air and draw the melody line as you were going. You know, no, no, because I'm not a. C- <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh. And then. Nice. I've just never understood that. It's like they're in the mode, man. They're in the. They're in the zone. Yeah, but get into a different zone. You know, no one wants to be in that zone. It's awful. The Twilight Zone. Now, I'm pretty sure in the second verse as well, there's like a really weird... I, I can't quite pinpoint what the noise is, but it's... It sounds like... <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It sounds like a really weird... You ever heard of a gonculator pedal? Basically, a, a fancy ring mod pedal. It sounds like something being run through a gonculator. Right. And it just kind of boings about the place. In fact, it actually, when I've now, I've turned it on now, turning the volume down actually makes it stand out more. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's really weird. Next clip, I've actually doctored slightly to try and make it a bit easier for you to hear. Cut the bass a little and boosted it at around about 3K. So it might be a little bit uh, tinny. Sorry. So there's that. There's the weird gonculator boing noises. And mm-hmm. I'm all about a gonculator boing noise. Why not? 
And it kind of ping-pongs all over the place. And I'm not sure if it's a guitar, and I'm not sure if it's a synth. I'm not sure. But whatever it is, it's been like ring-modded or bit-crushed to death. Right. It's, it's cool. Mid-late. That's the thing. Modulation? Yeah, yeah. Cool modulation. Mm-hmm. Another just big thing of noise, to be honest with you, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Into an even bigger thing of noise mm-hmm. before cutting off into... How would you describe that tone? It's kind of like a... Sounds like a broken radio sort of thing for that guitar. I feel, like I said at the beginning, this song stood out to me because it was like I had, I had a moment where he kept saying, I'd say I'm sorry, but it wouldn't mean... And every time I tried to discipline children and so on at school, they'd do something like that. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, they'd pull out the chair from someone else and I'm, you know, I have to be the boring adult that's like stifling the laugh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, going, that's really dangerous. (laughs) Anyway, no, I'm not that bad. But it is that thing of like, you know, you talk to them and you go, well, you know, you should, should probably apologize. You've, you've properly humiliated them and they just turn around and go, oh, sorry, mate. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, okay. Or like you say, the the sorry, sirs. And it's like, no, don't say sorry. You don't mean it. You know. Prostrate yourself upon the ground and apologize. Yeah. You know, you're sorry. Just, I'm sorry, but you're sorry just doesn't mean... You know, at the end of the day, it's just that thing of like you you cheapen yourself and trying to get that point across to 11-year-old kids is something, you know. It's just this idea of if you keep saying you're sorry all the time without actually meaning it, then you cheapen it big time. Hmm. Yeah. For sure. But it's it's a big thing, in, especially in British culture, I've noticed. Oh, sorry, mate. You know, all the time. And I, hmm. I do it too myself now. It's like all the time, whenever, even if I'm in the right, I'm the one that says sorry to someone else. Mm. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Know who I blame? Oh, fucking Zycha. Fucking Boris. Boris, you. Boris, you little. <laughs> we're not a political podcast, so let's move no, on. No, we're not. I cannot fucking remember, pal. I fucking remember. Okay, that's three songs. Boom, baby. Boom. When will you come? Track four. What? That's the Stormtrooper scream. Uh, <laughs> um, nice down tempo. Breather, relax. Mm. Life is good. You don't have to be full on at the beach all of the time. Sometimes you just want to have a sit down and. Oh, this is know. New Zealand styles, mate. Just chilling back, sitting back. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah mate. Big, re- big reverby drums. Big reverby drums. That's, that's my new phrase big there. Drums. <laughs> reverby drums. The the beat with the tambourine really reminds me of the playing of um, Hal Blaine, who was the drummer of the Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew. They did like all of the California sessions. Okay. So he's, right. he's effectively the Beach Boys drummer because he played on all the records and Dennis didn't. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. You'd probably know most of his drumming. Dennis was in the band to give them real surf credibility. Exactly. Otherwise, they would have been laughed out. Yeah, yeah. He exactly. was the only one that was interested in cars and surfing. Absolutely. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really nice. Got the sparkly delayed reverb guitars, mm-hmm. blinky Casio. I want to say. Mm. And it. Doesn't sound like, despite the departure from the rest of it, it doesn't sound out of place. No, uh, it's, it sounds like it belongs here, you know, which is which is really cool because it could have quite easily not done that. Yeah. So lyrically from this one, the sun's gone in. We want the sun back. Mm. Bring back the sun. It's cold, you know. It's gone down to like twenty five degrees. That's that's virtually sub zero weather in California. Crazy. Yeah, they can't deal with it. They're not. No. They don't have coats. They they haven't got the infrastructure, Jake. No one's got any heating. They've only got air conditioning. They're used to dealing with like fires. They can't deal with cold weather. The sun goes in. Yeah, you know, every night is a struggle for Californians. Exactly. Every night, you know. Now I I don't know what they've done with the vocal. So when the bass comes in, because mm. there, there is bass still even though it's just not doing much, it's just being a bass. The high-pitched vocals, this is like a childish, Whoa. childlike choir to it. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's just them and they've done big falsettos and might have done some doctoring potentially to it, but... Possibly. I, I find that really effective, though, Oh, it having, great. having the voices jump up that octave, it kind of creates a childlike innocence sort of theme and vibe. Mm. Yeah, because we want the sun back. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of got a really cool, I don't know if it's a xylophone, but like, or like a keyboard that's set to a xylophone sound. And I possibly a little bit of column A, a bit of column mm. B. But it's like really reverbed. And it just sounds lovely and mm-hmm. relaxing. And you just, ah. Yeah. Got a bit of U2S guitar at the end. Oh, we like with that. With um, that delayed guitar line that comes in right at the end. Mm-hmm. It was nice to do a podcast with someone, to go back to Steve, and he knew where every single clip that I was pulling came from and was able to extend them. Adam Clayton is fine. Adam Clayton is fine. So, post acid, I would assume, is about um, ha- after being on some acid, right? I, I, no, I, I got to think that he's way more cryptic than that. I don't. You know, he, he is an artiste, Jake. His last song was literally The Sun's Gone In. Please come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a metaphor for something, okay? What, the sun having gone in? It's a metaphor for his feelings. You know, because now he's he's, shroud, he's shrouded in depression. He wants the happy feelings to come back. There you go. I'm just going to drop the fidget die right there. Boom. Boom, baby. That's right. Um, i got a fidget die. Post Acid. This was the lead single for the album. I don't know why it was the lead single for the album when you've literally got King of the Beach <laughs> as the opening track to your album, King of the Beach. Yeah, which is arguably like the lead single for the band. It should Absolutely. be the theme song for the band. 
Absolutely. What do I know? I've not put out any successful records or, or anything, so maybe I'm the idiot. Mm. Apparently, this was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which I haven't seen in forever, and I don't remember, but I'll, I'll take Wikipedia's word for it. So, I don't remember it being in there, but I would have watched it probably in the last three or four years. But Was it one of those things where it's in Scott Pilgrim and they mean it plays like a four-second clip of it? Or it's on the... Music inspired by soundtrack, yeah. Or it's just played over the credits mm. and we all left because who watches credits? Mm. They will do fine. A classic. <laughs> a- um, Love the sound at the beginning. All about smacking a reverb tank. Mm-hmm. Dan Electro did a, uh, a pedal to Spring King and it had a little spring built into it and it had a little bit that you could kick to make that sound. Oh, really? It had a little kick pad. Yeah, it's really cool. They're, they're not expensive either, I don't think, the Spring Kings. I think oh, you can pick them up on Reverb they're for like not a, a lot of money. Yeah, they're like a box about that big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, not, yeah. they're not tiny. They're not massive, but it does have an actual spring in it and it does. it's legit spring reverb. It's really cool. Yeah. This one, they've changed the structure slightly. They've gone for double verses. <gasps> Ooh, risky, saucy, <laughs> saucy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, <laughs> um, but they've done a really cool thing where they've separated the verses like a tiny little momentary pause, like a loop that they've made that doesn't quite fit the bar, right? And it all just kind of cuts out and comes back in again. I think it's just really cool way of separating them out and keeping it from getting a bit samey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chorus is super simple, super catchy. The melody is great. Those guitar stabs, that dang, 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 dang. Yeah, you know. and the vocalizations as well. Mm. I mean, he's just saying with you, yeah. but it's uh... <laughs> with you. Woo-woo. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah. I'm going to let access underscore granted of friends for the show, genius.com, mm-hmm. take it away with the lyrics for the bridge. In one of the stickiest ticks of 2010, Wave sums up the feeling of coming down from acid. I don't know. I think I might have, I don't know, stickiest. Sickest is what it should say. But he's basically, it's one of the sickest hooks of 2010. bridge yeah i don't know how it um represents coming down off acid personally but have you come down from acid i don't want to confirm or deny jake old man map never done a drug in his life except cowpole (laughs) cowpole's the only drug for you (laughs) yeah well and you're one of those nutters who uses the tiny little but deeper side of the spoon oh they don't do spoons anymore do they not no you get like a pipette sort of thing Oh, that's some bullshit. No, it's brilliant. You're you're saying this as a let's let's take oh, that as a back. child at the time. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, you know, have you tried to shovel cowpole into a child that's screaming because they're not feeling well with the spoon? It sucks. I hate the spoon. Hate that's the spoon. what rum was invented for. Just a bit of rum on the gums. A bit of rum on the whiskey. gum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some hog rum gum. Tuck them out a bit. 
And uh, then boom, baby, cowpole. Mm. Everyone knows this. I, li- I like the little uh, pipette thing they've got now. It's great. I wish that all like adult paracetamol and stuff came like that too. Was a pipette? Well, and flavoured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but I, going back to what we're talking about with about it being like a come down, the bridge is literally just him kind of going. Ah! <laughs> so you know, I think that's where they're coming from. <laughs> it's like, but that's that's sort of it. It's not a lot of variety on this album, people. Um, no, but that's what makes it good in a way. It's not a long album. It's 12 songs. It's 36 minutes. It's uh... Yeah, it's brilliant. I <laughs> The only note I had other than the vocalizations was that we're back to that kind of, um, I'm overusing this word now, but washy grunge sound of um, mm. King of the Beach. Yeah, well, it's surf punk. So yeah. it's big jangles, big reverbs, big drums, mm. and a bass. There we go. Right, well, Take On The World. I don't really have a lot to say about Take On The World. It's, it's a song that's on the album. Yep. There's nothing new. We've got the song dynamic structure thing down to a T mm-hmm. now. Well, hey, my Ryan, it's all the same. When it drips like posture. Nice ooze in the verse. Which is very nice. That's my only note is the BVs are on point. Yeah. Yep. Not really much to say. <laughs> um ending goes for the long drawn out noises thing mm-hmm. and then well, that's sort of it. Yeah. Sorry, Nathan, this is probably like a really deep and personal song to you and we're just going to brush over it. Baseball cards. All right. Great Simpson, this one. Love it. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Is this the Don't Want to Go Outside one? Yes, it is. Yeah, the, that synth break is like... I've, I've written... Just horrible yet amazing. The you know. Is that where the clicking breakdown happens? There's like a clicking solo. Possibly. Like just... It's uh, uh, really yeah, weird. and then I think it follows that. Yeah, I think it follows yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. But I really, really Really dig it. Um, the gnarly mm. synths are mm. kind of what I put. Especially just that intro thing sounds really... It feels like an arcade machine. Yep. I like that. You know, just the way it stutters about and kind of... It's the kind of thing you'd imagine like a 
the claw machine to make or something. Or, yeah. Not maybe the claw machine, but there'd be like something with big flashing lights and yep. and all that cool stuff. Radio reverb voice constantly. Mm-hmm. Reavy. Very reavy. Once again, just a bit of a breather in between fairly fast-paced tracks. This is where we start to go into like the process drum sound, which it works pretty well on this track. I don't think it works so well on others, and I'll talk about those when we get to them. All right. Last 20 seconds of this, just nice, simple, synthy goodness. Mm-hmm. Very simple, but just a nice sort of, you know, kind of airy synth line to take us out. Yeah. Great. It's got a shuffle and a swing feel. Oh, yeah. So oh, which yeah, is nice, sure. which adds to it. And then I love the lyrics of the, I don't want to walk outside and I don't want to smoke outside. Because the, the smoke outside, as someone that doesn't smoke, is just like, well, tough. You know. Yeah, I think California was one of the first places to implement the smoking bans for indoors, wasn't it, as well? Was it really? I remember there's a big thing over here that Slash was getting upset that he couldn't smoke in venues. That, that, those kind of venues that Slash is playing, what fucking difference does it make if he's smoking? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I guess, but if he's smoking, then everyone else is going to be smoking. Yeah. Yeah, you but know? then at the same time, it's like, there's all the pyrotechnics that he's probably, and like smoke machines and stuff. Yeah, it's like, but even still, Jake, I don't want to be breathing that in, man. You ever been to London and breathed in the air? Good point. Good but, point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we don't live in the age of smog, big smog things over there anymore, but... Um, well, he just goes by Bill Callahan now. Right, let's move on because I've been waiting for this for weeks. Before you tell me what it is, I'm really hoping that you've been hyping it up and it's something really shit. Like, which of these leisure facilities has a pool with a wave machine? No, because I I feel like that's... uh, That's the kind of thing I'd have pulled. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And you'll talk about places I've never even heard of. Uh, No No one's heard of Okay, so I've bigged this up. I know this is usually Jake's episode, but I've, uh, I've really had to beg and plead to do the... He was so excited. Um, he sent me a message. Have you come up with a game show yet? I was like, well, not yet. He was like, I've got it. It's perfect. Mm. I got this. I was like, okay. Okay, right. I'm curious. Let's have a look. So, Jake, we're going to find spin the wheel and find out who you're playing for today. Can you see this big wheel behind me? That's the wheel. That's the wheel. It's not the wall. It's the wheel. Flipping heck. I know. I know. When I actually spin it, the whole house spins around it. I was going to say that's like it takes up most of a street. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I know the neighbours haven't complained yet either. <laughs> I'm just waiting. It's because they're stuck at the top of the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give it a let's give it a little uh, little spin to see who you're playing for today. Don't want to spin it too much. Neighbours might get loose. All right, Jake, you're playing for. Friend of the show, Amanda S. If you would 
like Jake or myself to be playing for you in one of our game shows, sign up to be a friend of the show. I mean, you get all the perks. It's amazing, the friends of the show, what you actually get. And we don't mm. want to charge you ever for it. That's the nice no. thing. We do have a nice buy us a beer thing on our website. I changed it from shout us a beer because apparently no one ever uses the verb shout. So in the, in, No, not in that context. No. So if you want Jake to play for you or myself to play for you when Jake comes up with a game, then sign up to be a friend of the show and you'll be added to our list. So I do want to uh, point out that now we are currently playing for CDs out of my personal CD collection. And this will technically be the very first episode that this happens. Mm. Although on the next episode, we give away the first CD I ever bought. Spoilers for the future. The spoilers for the future. We're playing with time here, people. That's right. So today we're going to be playing for this wonderful CD. I can't see what that is. That is Green Day's Warning. Oh, nice. When you held it up, all I saw was a reflection of your DAW. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, it was Green Day's Warning. The only, Now, the reason I picked this one for this one is because Green Day also come from California. <laughs> Fair enough. Because what, what's uh, even on Warning? Uh, warning, believe it or not. <laughs> Blood, Sex and Blues, Misery, uh, Minority. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. Oh, Waiting. so it was that sort of era. Okay, I've yeah. I've been waiting a long yeah, time. Yeah. Was, that, was that Green Day? If that it's one. on that album, then yeah. yes. Anyway, so Amanda S., that could be coming your way if Jake is able to correctly identify six of the following questions. And this... The name of this particular game. Are you ready, Jake? Mm. Hi, Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. <laughs> did I tell you or did I tell you that you would be very excited about this? I think I know where this is going. Am I going to have to guess Billy Mays' products? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. as Brighton's fourth greatest Billy Mays impersonator... I fear, I fear that you might do well with this. Now, well, see, I can do the lines, but I couldn't really tell you what he's endorsed. So this is going to be fun. This is oh. going to be fun. So are we ready? Always. You've got to decipher which of these products were produced, uh, no, sorry, endorsed by the man himself or not. And I do want to note all products here are legitimate as seen on TV items. Oh, so they're all real. They're all real. I've not made any up because I felt it was too obvious if I make them up. If you are correct, Jake, you're going to hear... Hi, Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. Good to hear, Billy. Yep. This is a spoof on Billy Mays and so on, but if you're wrong, you will hear this. If you like Schaefer's Dixieland, check out Schaefer's New Zealand-style cock. I had a huge hole in... Classic. Absolutely (laughs) classic. Personally, I'd have gone with Billy Mays coming over a chair to kick my ass, but um, Billy Mays here, and it's just three easy steps I can come over there and kick your ass. That's what I'd have gone for, but uh, you know. <laughs> oh my god! You just you broke me. You absolutely <laughs> broke me there. Oh, that's a good episode. That's a very good episode. <laughs> Okay. All right then. Oh, 
All right, let's uh, let's get this rolling. Okay, number one, product number one is a wood cleaner named Orange Glow. G L O. A wood cleaner, what like a polisher? I'm assuming so. Yeah. Oh, it feels tame. It feels tame. Wood glow. Called that's what it's called. Sorry, wood glow. Orange glow. Orange glow. G L O. And he had a long story career. He can't have always been doing big bombastic out there bullshit stuff. <laughs> so I think this is a I think this is a trick, and I think it is a Billy Mays. Hi, Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. That was one of his like signature things. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Orange glow. Okay, number guy. two. The potty putter, a golf set for the longer bowel movements. I don't think this was a Billy Mays, no. Dick. If you like Schaefer's Dick Sealant, check out Schaefer's New Zealand style cock. So, number three, EZ as in E N Z, Easy Butter. And the tagline was like a stapler <laughs> for the kitchen. Easy Butter. What did it do? It's basically like a, like, a, you know, you get the Parmesan grinders. Mm. Yeah, it's like that for butter. And okay, the tagline was like a stapler for the kitchen. That's okay. Um, I love it. I absolutely. Why not just use a parmesan grinder though? My my preferred cheese grinder actually, with like the the wheel thing that you do. Yeah, I but this it. is this is for butter, not for not for cheese. Yeah, but like that would make it like really easy for like baking applications, like mixing it, and when you've got to like cream it all together and stuff that makes it so to. easy yeah fair enough um I, I, i'm joking it's it's bullshit uh, it's a ridiculous product um i so want this to be i mean it is true it's real i just i want it to be a billy mays thing i don't know if he did much cooking though so i don't i'm gonna say no i don't think he did much cooking stuff. if you like Schaefer's dick sealant check out Schaefer's three from three cock. i had a huge hole okay Number four was the Samurai Shark, a knife sharpener. <laughs> um, once again, this feels a bit kitcheny, but I, I can see it being a Billy Mays, so I want, uh, I'm going to say yes, this is Billy Mays. Hi, Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. All right. S- secretly, I know everything that Billy Mays has done. I know, <laughs> that's what I mean. You're, the, you're Brighton's fourth best Billy Mays impersonator. Number five is the Kaboom which is a tile cleaner I don't know if obviously he had the orange glow I don't know if or not he'd have moved on into other things or and I always associate him with doing like ridiculous in my head I see Billy Mays and I see like woodworking rubbish but um hence the orange glow yeah I guess so yeah that makes sense you know um I'm gonna say but man, you gotta keep your you gotta keep your space clean, right? So I'm gonna say, yeah, Billy Mays did that. Hi, Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. Nice. Five from five. Here we go. This could be it for you, Amanda. Gator blades. <laughs> I remind you, he I believe he was from Florida. Gator blades, heavy duty wiper blades. Ah, oh, no, that's not what I wanted them to be at all. 
<laughs> not what I wanted them to be at all. Oh, what did you want them to be? I wanted them to be like, I don't know, like rocket-powered ice skates or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's such a good name. Um, heavy Duty, Heavy Duty Wiper Blades. Gator Blades. Gator Blades. I was just reminded the other day of uh, the other guys with Will Ferrell. And his like secret alter ego is a pimp called Gator. <laughs> oh, Temple and I used to watch that all the time and have many laughs. Yeah. You did, you yeah. did. Um, <laughs> right, um, do I think Billy Mays endorsed the Gator Blade? I want him to have endorsed the Gator Blade. I want Billy Mays to have done it. So I'm going to say yes. Hi, Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. Fantastic, nice work. Six from six. six. Amanda, this is amazing. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a another thing here, right? Ready, Jake? Uh, how many were there? Sorry, that there's ten. There's always ten. If you run the gauntlet and get ten out of ten, Ooh. then not only Ooh. will Amanda receive Green Day's warning on CD, as owned by me, as purchased in Sydney, Australia purchased it on holiday and had to wait the whole holiday to get back home so I could actually listen to it because there was no CD players in the hotel. You also get the opportunity to fight me for the boulder badge. Oh, nice. Got a Pokemon badge set there. Uh, No, I was going to say we will throw in a pink Mellotron mug. Nice. And this four-star Dragon Ball. Oh, nice. Okay, number seven. The Big City Slider Station which was a mini burger cooker. I'm going to laugh so hard if I just get this wrong now after you. (laughs) After I've bigged it up. I know, I know. So what was it called, sorry? The Big City Slider Station. Give give it a little run, you know, like... That's what I was doing internally. Yeah, but you've got to do it Um, into the mic, mate. Come on. No, because I don't want to piss my neighbours off by constantly going... (laughs) No, Billy Mays here. Billy Mays here. You know... I've got kids downstairs. I do. I do love it because when you when you go Billy Mays, you've got to go full Billy Mays. You oh, know? you can't do a quiet you, Billy. You Mays. can't do it halfway. I can't. I can't imagine him in a library. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Where's oh, your library card? I, I haven't got it. Oh, okay. What's your name then? Billy Mays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's this? Sorry, it's a. It's a. Um, it's a mini burger cooker, you know, like sliders, the little mini burger things. It's America, do they not have grills? Well, it's a, yeah, but yeah. yeah. It's a counter, it's effectively, it's a countertop grill or, yeah, or it's yeah. just a micro, America, a, it's like a little micro grill for your micro burger. I can't, I, in my head, I can't hear him saying it. So I'm going to say that he didn't say it. Hi, Billy Mays here with another ah. fantastic product. Sorry, Amanda. Uh, you still won Green Day's Warning, though, on CD. Uh, and I'll I'll chuck in some stickers for you, I'm sure. Okay. The number eight, the Better Marriage Blanket. I, I promise you this is a real thing. The what now? The Better Marriage Blanket. And what it is, is an odour-eliminating blanket so you can fart in bed and it won't smell. I mean, who wouldn't want to smell Billy Mays' farts? That's definitely well, not a I'm, Billy I'm Mays thing. I'm kidding you not. Like, this is, this is a real, legit thing. You can go and buy it if you want. 
Uh, I, I don't want, and I don't think Billy Mays would degrade himself with this shoddy product. If you like Schaefer's Dick Zealand, check out Schaefer's New Zealand style cock. I had a huge hole. Number nine, the Euro Club, as in U R O C L U B. It was a hollow golf club for you to do your business on a busy course. Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of this. Um, I, I've seen like, uh, I'm trying to think, I've, I've seen it as a thing and I can't, I don't think it was Billy Mays. I don't think it was Billy Mays. Dick. If you like Schaefer's Dick Zealand, check out Schaefer's New Zealand style cock. I had a huge hole. The last one. The booty pop. <laughs> These were pillows that you've put into your undies to make your backside appear more bootylicious, baby. I mean, could could you make Billy Mays's backside appear more bootylicious? What's, I, yeah. No, I, I don't think Billy Mays is the person that you want to, to advertise that sort of thing because you don't need it. Um, but... That's exactly why he might have done. But I don't think it was a Billy Mays, though. If you like Schaefer's Dick Zealand, check out Schaefer's New Zealand style cock. I had a huge hole in I had a huge hole shame. in my cock. Okay. Shame. Shame. shame I got that one wrong. Well, let's uh, let's count them up, and I've enlisted some celebrity help. Hey, kids, it's time for Counting with Bruce Springsteen. Uh, only nine, Jake. Disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. You're going to be kicking yourself like John Martin was kicking dogs. <laughs> I'm going to throw my leg at myself. Yeah. <laughs> Always one step too far. Amanda, dearest apologies. I had to ruin it for you and try and make Jake run the gauntlet, but I thought that would be such a nice extra little prize for you. Mainly because I'm so proud of those uh, Mellotron mugs and how they've come out. I think they look fantastic. As it stands, you're actually banned from buying one. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry that's happened. Uh, Amanda, you're not allowed to buy anything from a sound purchase. I doubt your life is going to change that much knowing that now. <laughs> if you do want to buy something, you can put an appeal in that we will ignore. It's outrageous. the next song then is convertible balloon and this one to me feels like they came in and said you need to put another song on the album mm. <laughs> and then they went ah yeah uh, it's like okay for it to count as an album it has to reach a certain amount of minutes and they're yeah. like oh okay well i've got these loops i've been playing around with yeah exactly i mean to be fair just most of the albums we cover are like 10 songs long but they're just longer songs this is already mm. this is this would have 11 without this one they they've mm-hmm. already got an extra song in the bag they thought they were safe yeah yeah but without this this is 2 minutes and 24 so without it it would only be 34 minutes something and they probably like it's got to be a minimum of 35 minutes i wonder actually yeah like i i Legitimately think it's probably something like that. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I like the song. Mm. 
has no business being on this album. No, sir. No, sir. At the very least, it keeps up the kind of feel-good vibe of the music, even if not so with the lyrics in someone's song. But it's still, you know, mm-hmm. you can bop to it. And but yeah, it just feels like they were playing about with sticking loops together, like a surf. I've described it as a surf punk post-Kid A Radiohead. <laughs> okay. That's, I feel, is... Post-Kid A, pre-in-rainbows. Uh, no, I'd say going up to modern day, you know. Oh, really? This is just post anything post-Kid A. It's a surf punk post-Kid A Radiohead. Wow, okay. And if someone described my music like that, I'd be pretty goddamn chuffed. So you're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> Nathan. What I uh, believe you were trying to say is thank you. Thank you? You're welcome. So have you got anything else to add to that one? My first note was, is this really the same record? Because uh, <laughs> we've flipped the record now. And then... The second note and last note is after the snare run, there are some really cool synth lines adding to the texture, but that's about that. There are. Yeah. So there's some cool noises, some cool loops and mm-hmm. things coming in and out, but there's, it's, it's an odd choice to... Yep. And I really do think they were told, make another song. Mm-hmm. So they made another song. Right, so you're going to have to do most of the heavy lifting on this next track, Stefan. I'm just going to say my piece and stop. Okay. Green Eyes. I really, really do not like this song. I think the lyrics are too angsty. They're too angsty, even for waves. The drums suck. They should have used real drums. It just feels out of place, the, the drums at least. The xylophone's nice. Skip. <laughs> Pardon? Pardon? You said something nice about it. <laughs> It's just a noise. I just, oh. Green eyes, I'd run away with you. Green eyes, cause I... Okay, so everything that you just said... <laughs> because I think this is one of the greatest indie rock songs ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really pretty song. I think the xylophone adds to that. The radio tone and the bridge is fantastic. Green eyes, I'd run away with you. Sounds like there's a theremin in the background also kind of doubling the melody. Like you got to really, really listen into the background, but it, it sounds... I mean, it I do- won't, but... Yeah, it doesn't sound like a, a synth, but it actually sounds like the kind of... the the movement of a, of a theremin. And I love, 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 three loves, the ending. Although I wish the groove was carried out longer. I, like They could have made up for the previous song's absence on the record if they'd have gone full Phoenix Foundation and just like made the ending to the song so much longer just on that, on that groove. And then they wouldn't have had to put in the previous song. That's that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would prefer the previous song was longer and this was less. 
crucified. Well, you know, it's good to it's good to disagree. It's healthy. It doesn't matter. It's one of those things. That's one Jesus of those things. I'm I'm so disappointed in you. I was really hoping for the rest of the quote where he's just going to tell me that I'm a genius. But... That's the most outstanding answer I've ever heard. You must have a goddamn IQ of 160. You are goddamn gifted, Private Gump. Next track. Yeah. M- Mickey Mouse. Mikhail Mouse. Are we allowed to say that? There's Disney coming after us now. Uh, I mean, Disney are after everyone, right? True. I'm not saying that Walt Disney was a secret communist, but, uh, comrade. Um, <laughs> you missed Jake's wink there, but I think in the absence, you, you all heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very heavily implied. Yeah. Why don't you get in your spaceship like Mick Mouse? Mick Mouse. What is a Mick Mouse? They're back. Process drums are back. And that's a little sport. That's a little Easter egg for anyone who's ever watched Goblet of Fire, or more specifically, that guy on TikTok who does the funny version of it. And the process drums have now bled into the vocals. They are uh, super, super duper just going to phone this in on the vocals. Just, we'll just fix it in post, sort of. Oh, thing. yeah. Uh, <laughs> First note, somebody called Brainiac. <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah. Um, they're invested at this point. We put any old shit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Well, this, I think this was an earlier song as well. Like this is this was on an earliest album or something. Was it? I feel like I saw somewhere that this was like this was a single released outside of the al- album. It's just going to be on your seven inch record that comes with it. I don't know if that ever comes. I'm beginning to feel like it's not coming. I feel like we're starting to stray too far from the surf punk ethos of this record. Where's the king of the beach? We're not even talking about the beach anymore. Where's he gone? It's like his mates convinced him to come have a picnic down the park instead. And, yeah. and it's different and it's weird. And, and there's, I don't like it. And there's no. just no chips and ice cream and beach balls. And and undies versus togs, you know. Yeah, you know. There was a great oh. advert in New Zealand where it's like a public service announcement. And it's like if you walk too far away from the from the beach, your togs turn into undies. So it was like the whole thing was like undies, 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 togs. <laughs> As this bloke was walking off the beach. Yeah. I'll try and find nice. a clip of that. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's true too. It's absolutely true. Yeah. It's kind of hard to make out anything in this one. It's very yeah. washed out, isn't it? It's uh, it allegedly has samples from Da Do Ron Ron by The Crystals. Mm. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> no. No. I can't really hear anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a big mush of noise. Yeah. I don't want to call it like a wall of noise. It's more of a papier mache of noise. Mm. And so it's just kind of like melted down and gummed together. And some child has painted it to look like allegedly a globe or something. I don't know. Yeah but they haven't actually bothered to study what the continents look like. No, of course not. They've left New Zealand off it. That's They've for damn New certain. right off. Every, everyone always does. Like, you can tell a bad Hollywood film because they'll show a world map and Australia will be there and there'll be no New Zealand. Yeah, 
so not much to say about this one again, just big noise and yeah. we've gone a bit. We've strayed too far from God. I could have actually though done with the longer ending on this one too. Oh yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's a great song. As in, like, they could have really, again, done the Phoenix Foundation and really gone for it on this one. Mm. And that was, once again, great backing ooze. Mm-hmm. Right, so Linus Spacehead, second to last track. So Linus Spacehead's Cosmic Crusade was, of course, an NES classic. It was released in 1992. Linus, so he's an alien. He's from a planet, Linoleum, and he crashes into the legendary planet of Earth. And after returning home and expecting a hero's welcome, as you would, mm-hmm. so you've, you've discovered Earth. Great planet. You know, we've got ping pong, um, we've got uh, post-it notes, we've got... uh, King of the Beach. King of the Beach. And we had a Billy Mays. 3M dual lock tape. You know, you name it. We've got it. It's great. The Reevee. Reevee, exactly. Linus found that his fellow lino men were sceptical, right, of Mm. the existence of of the so-called planet Earth. And so he decides to return to it with a camera to document it, you know, Mm -hmm. David Attenborough style. But he's got no money. Linoleum currency is the lino buck, just so you know. Um, so he has to adventure around his planet to acquire a vehicle and a camera. So in his in his adventure, he, he leaves linoleum using a fake ID for Larry Flint to compete in a bumper car contest. He quashes a robot revolution in Detroitica and gets gas from an abandoned space station. So, you know, the game is similar to prior titles such as um, Manic Mansion, 1987, great game and later titles such as Day of the Tentacle 1993 also a great game being an adventure game in which items must be collected and later used in specific locations in order to progress the player's character is directed using directed during much of the game with the use of cursor and written commands it also includes numerous platforming sections as well as other mini games and puzzles so baby say goodbye um (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering where that was going (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's Linus Spacehead's Cosmic Crusade. Linus Spacehead, yeah, it's um, the bass is finally putting in some work. <laughs> it's not phoning it in anymore. No, no, it's actually got a, a fantastic. I mean, the line's still phoning it in a bit, but the bass sound is is actually really really spot on and great. Jangly guitar, surf is back, baby. We're doing it again, going back into that direction. They've not kept to their patented dynamic formula. The chorus is actually the louder part of the song. All right. So they've wimped out right towards the end. Disappointing, actually. Maybe they're just setting everybody up for the fall, you know? Well, but then upon listening to it, I was like, well, is it a chorus or is it more of a turnaround? And if it's a turnaround, that's. I would allow that. The only other note, because I spent too long looking up Linus Spacehead. Um, the only other note, I didn't spend too long. I literally just copied that all off Wikipedia. I couldn't is, tell. It's a half-time-ish bit for the gnarly, but not really a solo towards the end. Yeah, I was going to say, half-time, 
which doesn't last long. And then a lot of melodic coups again. That's really kind of the secret uh, weapon. Yeah, use. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, those do a lot of heavy lifting, those ooze. Yeah. They're like Absolutely. the opposite of Daniel Ash, if you remember Daniel Ash from our Bauhaus episode. I do. All right, so baby, say goodbye. I seem to have not saved my notes. So, Stefan, you talk. I'm going to listen to the song quickly. Uh, Okay, I'll probably cover most of it. Have you got quite a lot on this one? Yeah, vocals provided by... Hi, Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. Billy Hayes. I hear a voice in the morning More high-pitched BVs in the background as well. Love the drums and the chorus, as well as the kind of whistling synth. The sha-la-las, sha-la-la in the bridge. Fantastic. Then, of course, the repetition of the baby say goodbye. Baby, say mm. goodbye with the interwoven, oh, yeah. Again, I think this is Phoenix Foundation in everything that I want from the Phoenix Foundation in that sense of, like, this is the the way you end a record. Arguably stronger than anything the Phoenix Foundation have ended their records with. Wow, strong words. That's strong praise, you know, but this is... I don't know what it is about me, but I love a long, repetitive ending to a record. I get a very Kings of Leon, but before they turned shit, but not long before they turned shit <laughs> vibe from it. I was going to mention them for a uh, super soaker. I, I think it might be the drummer singing. Mm-hmm. His voice sounds a lot more, whatever the guy from Kings of Leon's called. And that whistly synth and like yeah. the reverb on the drums and stuff, it's very... That's a very good shout. Mm. I might have to steal that. <laughs> what, for your who to cover what? Yeah. Yeah, um, I am literally just, was just thinking that as well, but I'm going to stick to my original original plan. I think I'm going to steal that. Not to well, Fair it. enough. But other than that, yeah, I think you've more or less covered it with what you've, you've said, to be honest with you. It is the longest song on the album by Country Mile. Mm-hmm. I think this is, what, 5 minutes 11, and the next longest is 3 minutes 51. All right, well, it's that time. Boom, baby. It's that time. We've done it once again. Somehow we've made it through an album. All with the power of Billy Mays. Hi, Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. It's only taken us to talk through a 36-minute album. Yeah. All right. Well, we also had the Billy Mays talk as well. That, oh, that, is that true. went on. That is true. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Boba Fett yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> I saw they say uh, they've done a Boba Fett Nerf gun. 
Okay. At least his blaster has the nerf gun. Yeah. Oh. I'll send you a link to it. Cool. Uh, <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's let's see. Uh, favorite song. Green eyes. Fair, fair, fair. I've gone for the what I feel is a cop answer, King of the Beach, because King of the Beach, man. King of the Beach King is of the good. Beach. King of the Beach should is have been good. the lead single. It should have been. It should have been the lead single for sure. It would have been at once upon a time. It would have been Super Soaker, but I'm so disillusioned with it mm. that it's no. Well, and I said that I was going to bring up Kings Leon because actually. They, for me, have the best song named Super Soaker. I really like this song, Super Soaker, but that's very late, Kings of Leon. That is into the shit Kings of Leon era. It's yeah. like deep into, the, deep into the deep into the shit, yeah. But it's it's the diamond in that shit. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? That was a yeah. really good song. Well, you've already answered the next one. Who would you get to cover what? Well, it's, yeah, I'm going to go. I had, uh, I think, Bail to Space doing Idiot because I, okay. I just couldn't think of someone Really, to do it, but actually, Kings of Leon doing "Baby Say Goodbye," and especially like, is it only the night the album? Mm. Like that sort of era, Kings of Leon. Yeah, and I went yeah. to see them in 2011, and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, they were phenomenal. They were really good when I saw them. Like the clearest, most crisp sound I've ever seen. Was was that pre or what, post heard. Reading? What, what what happened at Reading? Similar to Waves, they, they weren't getting on with the crowd and it was just a bit of a shit show, to I be don't, with you. I don't actually know. I saw them in 2011 at Hyde Park and I saw the Killers the night before. Ah, and they just played Brightside for three hours solid. Brightside with a bit of Moon River, yeah. So who, who was your cover? Linus Spacehead, and I couldn't decide on who I wanted to do the cover, so either Trams... Mm-hmm. Or Tame Impala Ooh, uh, to do Line of Spacehead. Okay, interesting. But like early Tame Impala, you know, what? like the first album or in something a, like in that. In a speaker or whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever it's called. Yeah. Cool. Similar album that you'd like to recommend to people? Oh, prepare yourself for the for the big one here, for the big eye roll. You'll be able to hear it. It'll be so big. Do Little by the Pixies. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, fair enough. Like that reverse sort of yin yeah. and yang. You know, like the whole bizarro world sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Fair. I went a bit more, well, he does a, like a garage kind of surf rock album. And I picked Ty Seagal's and Michael Cronin's album, Reverse Shark Attack. Cool. All right. Well, is this going into your top 10? Brace yourself. Three. Two, one, three. Third place. Same. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've got my sandwich between Midnight Oil and Split Ends. I don't know where number three is for me, actually. Um, between Brainiac and it's now going to be Quatsa. Ah, nice. Yeah, not bad. Okay. Yeah, not bad. A fantastic album. They're still not knocking Faith No More off, though, for you. No. Um, in fact, looking at the list, I can tell you when Faith No More are going to get knocked off. <laughs> When's it we're doing the Osmonds? Oh, uh, <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare. When's it we're doing Stereophonics? Um, That's one of your next ones, isn't it? My next one is Bombay Bicycle Club. I was listening to it for the first time in forever earlier. For the first. But, um, we'll talk about that 
when we talk about I'm that. I'm very excited for this one, obviously. Mm. Right, well, yeah. okay. So we've both put it in at number three. So I think the next question is fairly self-evident. Of course. Stefan, is King of the Beach by Wathers a sound purchase? Yes. Yes, yes it is. Of course it is. It is the album of the summer. He literally purchased it. Literally purchased it. It might never show up, but I've purchased it. He has purchased it. And and if it doesn't show up, then that's just punk rock, isn't it? Uh, You know. It is a bit. I mean, I'll I'll be taking him to court, but yeah. You you don't have to take him to court. You can just put through a visa dispute for goods and services not received, but much, much cheaper on your end. Probably. It's expensive. Not as showy, though. It's quite showy to take someone to court. But I feel like you'd be dismissed um, for not pursuing all available avenues before court. <laughs> Probably. Or I'd be dismissed like um, the Nirvana baby because I don't show up. <laughs> mm. Well, because, you know, he, he doesn't actually care Nirvana baby. He just wanted some publicity. So. Mm. Mm. And who saw that coming? Mm. Ah, what a surprise. <laughs> You know. Yeah, if you're listening to this Nirvana baby you can fucking do one you're banned from the shop as well I don't even want you buying me a beer like, if you buy me a beer I will be, I, you can't I'm going to find a way I'm <laughs> going to block you if you buy me a beer it's only so I can throw it back in your face <laughs> <laughs> right well there's only one thing left to do Jake have you got a Billy Mays version of would a coward do this is it like a Billy Mays outro would a coward do this? Bye. Why do you, Why do you always have to make a better show than one I've got prepared? <laughs> <laughs>Okay, I am Stefan and this was A Sound Purchase, a podcast that does a deep dive to explore iconic recordings. This episode was proudly produced by Robbie Mortimer. You can show your appreciation for this episode when you like us, review us, share us, and subscribe to us. Each engagement makes this effort all the more worthwhile, and the best way to grow this podcast is by word of mouth. Support is appreciated. Check the show notes and up-to-date top tens list and other musings at asoundpurchase.com. You can engage with us on social media under the handle soundpurchasepod. You can support us by getting yourself a Sound Purchase t-shirt, hoodie, or mug by going to asoundpurchase.com forward slash shop. Other episodes of A Sound Purchase are available at all of your favorite podcast platforms. Why not subscribe to be a friend of the show, where you'll gain access to a hidden corridor of our website that contains exclusive blog posts, the Hall of Top Tens, special Friends of the Show merchandise options, and a series of bonus pods. Subscribe now at asoundpurchase.com forward slash F-O-T-S. If you've enjoyed the sounds during today's episode, visit your local record store and pick up a copy of the record. Support your local businesses and artists. <laughs>